so I think fear is when you have a choice, you know, like you're afraid of, you're afraid of a wolf until the wolf is going to approach your baby. And then all of a sudden then like you want to fight the wolf. Uh, but if it wasn't approaching your baby, uh, you stay away from that wolf. And, you know, I think taking the chances that I took, I don't think I, I don't think I had a choice. And so I was, I didn't have that fear that I think a lot of people allow to hold them back because it was going to affect my baby, my wife, my, you know, everything. We, we were broke. We didn't have anything. So, um, it's a lot easier to fight a wolf when it's attacking your baby. <laughs> so, uh, I wasn't afraid really. I didn't have that emotion. It was just more of like, uh, when is this wolf going to finally die and give up so I can win already? And that, that lasted about six, seven years. So that was a while. You are now tuned in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lindor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lido Dayan. And today, I had a chance to speak with a very, very great host that also hosts the podcast. His name is Mike Harsey. And uh, in this interview, I had, uh, let's just say, uh, a good slap in the face. <laughs> Because uh, just like you, I'm always about expanding and learning as well. And I'm not uh, trying to be perfect and know it all. And uh, with this interview, it, it got me, Mike, got me really to realize that I'm not really giving uh, a lot in this podcast. And what I mean by that is uh, that most of the interviews, I just like, okay, I took it like that and I was not professional enough. And by professional enough, I mean, I, I didn't have the right gear. Uh, I didn't did enough research about every single uh, person that I interview. And all I cared about is just like, okay, doing interview after an interview and just uh, making the podcast uh, with a lot, a lot of people which I was always focused on producing, producing, but not really paying attention to each individual and uh, taking the time to do the research and know about each and every single person. And he was really, really uh, right about that. So in this interview, we talked about several topics such as how to build a relationship and the difference between building a brand to building relationship, which is really important. And you will see by this interview how important it is to build relationship with people than just thinking about how I build my brand. And uh, I w will admit as well, that was something I always try to think, like how I build my brand. But it got me to realize that it's not about your brand. It's about building relationship with people. And just like you, I'm a student of the game. I learn from my mistakes and I get better because There is a thing with most entrepreneurs, which is we all have a lot of ego and pride and we think we know it all. But once you think you know it all, you're pushing yourself out to failure. So really, really pay attention to those people that have 10, 15, 20 years ahead of you because what they're saying 
is true because they have more experience than you. So shut the fuck up and listen so you can become better in shorter period of time and it won't take you 10, 15 or 20 years. So thank you, Mike Archie, again for this opportunity to interview you if you're listening to this podcast because I learned a lot and uh, you got me really, uh, you, you gave me a really good wake up call. <laughs> so without further ado, let's begin this interview. So welcome, Mike RC, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm really honored to have you here. And uh, also, uh, when I start every podcast, I uh, give uh, the interviewers uh, five minutes to introduce themselves, who they are, and what they do. So if you can, please. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Mike RC. Uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I started my career in the fitness industry. I love. Uh, the fitness industry, I love helping people get in shape. I love helping people just be better in general. And um, I, I kind of found myself in the ad agency world uh, later on. And that was 2010. Did that for a while and fell in love with that. So now I had like these two things that I really love, which is fitness and advertising. And so I ended up merging two together. And now I run an ad agency um, and members area for fitness studios and wellness companies. And... I love it. I love helping them. Um, you know, I help them with sales. I help them with marketing. I help them with ads, and uh, it's honestly the thing that probably drives me the most. And what got you started? Like, if you look at your childhood, how you got into business? I don't think my childhood had anything to do with it. I mean, maybe I don't think I've ever looked back at it that way. I I, w- I had twenty two jobs before I was an entrepreneur, oh. and I never mind. I never felt like being an entrepreneur. I never thought that's something I needed to be. Um, but the economy was just really bad. My wife lost her job, and um, I my income went down as well because our company was going out of business. So we uh, the company I worked for, and so um, we had to figure something out. Nobody was hiring. The economy was bad, so we ended up starting our own business. We had to figure something out. So I don't think I was bred to do this. I think I just kind of did it out of necessity. And uh, I think most people can. Most people are capable of more than they think. They just got to put themselves in a position to where they have to find it out. That's kind of, I think, what happened to me. Yeah, it's like many, many of us uh, just uh, need some sort of uh, pain in our life in order to get us to get to the next level, right? And yeah. in that point, you, you said you were married and you have kids as well? I have four kids. Wow, so that's a big leverage, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what's going into your mind in those kind of moments? Because there is a lot of emotions involved, uh, fears, hesitation, not really knowing what to do. Um, you know, I don't think I was really feeling fear uh, because it's just kind of like I had to do it. So I think fear is when you have a choice, you know, like you're afraid of you're afraid of a wolf until the wolf is going to approach your baby. And then all of a sudden, then like you want to fight the wolf. Uh, but if it wasn't approaching your baby, uh, you stay away from that wolf. And, you know, I think taking the chances that I took, I don't think I, I don't think I had a choice. And so I was, I didn't have that fear that I think a lot of people allow to hold them back because it was going to affect my baby, my wife, my, you know, everything. We, we were broke. We didn't have anything. So, um, it's a lot easier to fight a wolf when it's attacking your baby. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't afraid, really. I didn't have that emotion. It was just more of like, uh, when is this wolf going to finally die and give up so I can win already? And that, that lasted about six, seven years. So that was a while. 
and what, what's push you through all times because you know it that when you start something new and result is not going to come like all of a sudden and it takes time so did you have the support of the family everybody or did you have some people that always told you like hey go find a job and it's better that you you will have like a nine five or something like that no I actually had really good support I had one particular person in my life won't say who that um, I could tell that always you know she would make certain insinuations that I probably wouldn't be able to do it um, but she never out right out and said it but I could just tell and uh, but I mean I don't think that drove me or motivated me. Honestly, the thing that motivated me was not that people were saying I couldn't do it or people saying that I could do it. It was just, again, a wolf was eating my baby, right? Like, that. when you're broke, when you've got something going on um, and you need to survive, like, you figure it out or you don't. And I'm just really glad that I figured it out. But other than that, I mean, I wasn't like the world's telling me I shouldn't do it. First off, the world's telling me you shouldn't do it. That's probably a sign you did something wrong relationship-wise or something. I think a lot of people like to talk about it. I honestly think a lot of people make it up when they say everyone told me I, I'm crazy for doing it. I think a lot of people just like that part of the story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I don't see that in the world as much. I don't think I don't see that. I don't see people telling don't do it. Yeah. I think a couple times here and there, but not enough. I think a lot of people just like adding it to their story. I didn't have it. I, I, I you're fine. so right with that because like uh, many of us try to make the story even better because like everybody loves to hear those people that says uh, I come with this and everybody told me that I can't do this but you're right that actually if you actually real with yourself nobody is actually stopping us just it's ourselves. yeah yeah I, I I was lucky in a lot of ways nobody was putting roadblocks in front of me the only roadblock I had in front of me was, you know, I never valued education before starting the business, so uh, I didn't know a lot, and because I didn't learn regularly, my brain wasn't used to learning, so I learned things slowly at first, and it took a while, and I, you know, that was the, the biggest roadblock, but that was a thing that I could get over, and I did, but uh, I was lucky, and I think most people have a lot of advantages, too. You always have to have a disadvantage or two, no matter what, or more, but you know you can't work with that you got to work with what you've got I, I was pretty happy with what I had and tell me a little bit about uh, the gold show which is very very popular and very great you have a, an amazing people like Russell Branson, Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Louis House, Head Milet so how, how did you start all of that and uh, what got you to actually what because what's uh, really uh, separate you from a lot of other podcasters is that you actually there with the people that you interview you don't just like interact them through the internet you go there physically and you you talk with them you make connection which is very very amazing and unique so can you please share with us a little bit about uh, this journey yeah you know I, I realized that um you know, you start catching pattern. How old are you? I don't know how old you are. Twenty-six. So you're twenty-six. So you probably you're you probably started to catch on. But um, what you'll notice is that when you're eighteen, you think you know everything, and then when you're twenty-four, you thought your eighteen-year-old self was pretty dumb, and now you think you know what you're doing. And then when you're thirty, you realize your mid-twenties guy was pretty dumb. Now you think you know what you're doing a little more, mm-hmm. and by the time you're in your mid-thirties, you see it again, and you're like, all right. 
not only do I think my 30-year-old was dumb, but now I'm probably guessing the pattern is that I'm still dumb. Um, I'm just less dumb, and that's it. I, I just I, I know a little more. And so when you start realizing that, now you start looking for people that have been in business for a lot longer, that have you know been successful for a lot longer, that had longer journeys than I have. Um, so I can you know learn from people. When I was a kid, I remember my coach used to tell me play play basketball against people that are older, better, stronger, and that'll help you get older, better, and stronger. They play the game differently. They look at the game differently. You know, the kids your age, they look at the game the way you look at the game. And with business, it was the same way. You know, I, I hang out with a guy like Ed Milet, and, you know, he looks at people and relationships in a way that I, I get it, and I understand why he does that. And so it inspires me to start working that way. I look at people like Russell Brunson, and he looks at marketing, the simplicity of it, in a way that I get it now, and I want to look at it that way. So... I know I could do it over the internet like this, that I could do a Skype, but I really want to build a relationship with these people. And I don't think anything does it quite like a handshake and a hug. And uh, so I, I look to build up my network and, you know, find out how I can help others back because they're helping me a lot. And so that's why I make the show really great production. And I have like the sports center theme and all that, because I want them to be able to be proud to share my stuff. I think a lot of people's podcasts, you know, it's not worth sharing. It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. Or there's not really a lot of stuff. So it's like, why would I share it? And I want them to be proud to share. I want them to be like, man, this looks so good. It makes me look good. It's so good. I should share this. And so, um, so that's why we do all that. We give them value. And in return, I get 10 times more value, I think. So that's why I do it. Yeah. And, and how do you learn, like... Uh... To, to enjoy the process and not like, because uh, I know uh, in my case, I used to like always like, okay, who's the next, who's the next, who's the next? Uh, how can I bring a lot of people so that, that I can interview so I can have a lot, a lot, a lot of episodes? So how you can actually uh, enjoy the process and learn from each interview and instead of just like, okay, next, next, next? Um, I don't think I, I, I think that's a, a important question because i don't think you have to uh find a way to enjoy the process i think you have to enjoy the process you know if you don't like to if you don't like to dance or draw then you don't say how do i learn to love to draw it's like well you don't love to draw already and if the answer is like kind of well then you're probably not going to like learn a process to learn to love it like you've got to love it or you don't I think sometimes people do podcasts because it's strategic and it's like, yeah, I heard you should do it and it's a great way to build your brand and all that stuff. But it's like, I don't even do it for that as much. I mean, yeah, I, I get that there's going to be some brand development through, through, you know, association and that's really cool. Obviously, I, I, I take advantage of that benefit too. But I would, even if the cameras weren't on, even if the mic wasn't on, I want to sit down with that guy and ask him the same questions. I really do. I want to ask him those same questions. And if I could, I'd go for five hours. It sucks that sometimes, you know, because a podcast style, it's a little limiting. But, you know, that's how I get, I get to work with these guys. But I love learning from them. They're smart. They're very smart people. And, yeah, I, I enjoy every minute of it. I, don't, I, don't, I just got back yesterday. I did three interviews in Florida. I took two flights. I had to do one flight in Tampa, one flight in Fort Lauderdale. I did two, sorry, two interviews in Fort Lauderdale, one interview in Tampa. And... I wasn't tired. I loved it. I loved every minute. I wanted more. I, I wish they went longer. So, yeah, I don't learn to enjoy it. I think I do already. 
Yeah, it, it makes sense a lot because like uh, when you're doing something that you love, then time disappears and you want to do more of it, right? Because um, I see like, uh, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk always in his last book, he said that uh, you you don't need to fall in love in one platform and you need to like, okay, use as many as you can so you can... Uh, actually uh, brand yourself and become a, a big brand so many many of us uh, a lot of young entrepreneurs try to like do it all and those that actually know their unique that uh, that, that that those things that they really love to do the most is those stuff that actually make much much bigger impact like yourself like you, you love uh, doing podcast much than anything else right mm-hmm. so this is why it's, it's always make make you grow Absolutely. So, we, we talk a little bit about uh, networking with uh, influencers and uh, it, this is very, very crucial when you are trying to, to, to know more people and it, how, how do you, because I remember I, I talked with uh, many guys and all the time they tell me like the only way to build uh, networking with people, with uh, influencer is to actually uh, try to see how much value you can bring to the table. And for many, many people it's like, okay, what can I bring to this person? If for example, he's a millionaire or he's a billionaire or he's running such a uh, many, many business. So a lot of us think like, what value can I bring to him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, again, you know, I, I get it. I personally don't look at it that way. Because, like I said, I, I would have done it anyway. So I'm not, I'm not looking at influencer, not influencer. The reason I interviewed Ed Milet is not because he's an influencer. The reason I interviewed Ed Milet is because I saw his stuff and I was like, man, I would love to hang out with this guy. Mm-hmm. I want to be. Now it turns out he's an influencer, which makes sense because that's why I see him. Because he's got a brand and I see him. There's other people out there that are probably just as smart as Ed Milet, maybe even have more to offer, maybe, right? But because they're not putting themselves on social media where I can see them easily, then I don't know who they are, right? Before you can like someone, you've got to know them. And so Ed does a good job of making sure people know who he is, that he exists. So I saw him and I'm like, man, that's great. I interviewed a guy two days ago, Andy Hernanquez, and... um, that guy's not an influencer. That guy's not an interest on Facebook. A lot of people don't know who he is, but man, that guy knows how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's incredible. He just really knows how to tell a story. So I, I personally, I don't do podcasts to build my brand. I don't. I know it. I know that I could use it to build my brand, so I do it. But like I said, I do this anyway. I use podcasting to learn how to be a better business owner, to learn how to be a better person, to learn how to be a better, you know, uh, CEO, uh, because these guys are better. They're better than me. They're better than me at these things. And so, you know, I, I do it anyway. So I, I think, you know, it depends on who you're talking to. If the goal is I want to build my brand, build my brand, build my well, what is your brand? Who are you? Do you just want to be famous? But what are you famous for? Because Kim Kardashian got famous for nothing. And if you just want to be Kim Kardashian, well, then, yeah, just... I think what she knew, she made a sex video with a famous person. So association by credibility. So if that's all she did, that's what she was known for. So 
if if people out there want to be famous just because they're hanging out with other famous people, you can do that. Or you can really be a better, more impactful person. Just be that. And these people teach me how to be that. And I'm still learning. I got a long way to go. But I'm not looking to just be famous the way I am today. That's not even fun to watch. You don't even learn anything. I'm wanting, you know, if I'm going to be known by a lot of people, I want them to learn something every time they're with me. And not learn something because I'm repeating something I learned from another influencer. Like I'm just repeating what I already heard from a book. I'm saying it because I've been doing it for years and I've proven it. And this is the way it works for me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so, so yeah. I want to be real. I don't want to be, you know, the last thing I want to do is be the, the guy that's teaching people karate because he learned what other people say about how to do karate the right way. I read a book or I watched a video and this guy says you should practice kick a thousand times. So that's why I'm telling you to do it. But I've never done it. No, then, then you shouldn't be telling people to do it. You should just tell people the book. Just go tell people to read that book from that guy because that guy knows. Same thing. People are out there repeating what Gary Vee says, but they're not actually doing what Gary Vee does or just saying what he says. Well, then stop Stop telling people. Just tell people to go watch Gary Vee. Like it's a waste. I don't need to see both. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So for me, I actually want to be better. I practice everything that these guys tell us. My whole story changed because of what I learned from Andy the other day. Uh, with Jordan, the way I'm going to be running my team now and looking for people is changed because of what I learned from Jordan. With Kevin Harrington, the way I'm looking for my clients is different now because of what I just learned from Kevin Harrington. These are people that are teaching me things and I'm listening like this. And I'm not listening like, hey, hope you're enjoying the show. You see, I'm with someone famous. That's why you should know me. It's... I forgot the cameras are on for 40 minutes. This is incredible. Thank you so much for all this information. I'm going to do these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you even look at my posts, my posts on Instagram aren't saying, had fun hanging out with my main man. No, he's not my main man. I, I say, I'm so grateful that I learned. I got to learn from Kevin Harrington today. I'm excited that I got to learn from him today. I, I brag about being a student with these guys. Because I take pride in it. I take pride in being that guy's student. That guy's freaking awesome. I, you know, not a lot of people get to learn from him. That's awesome. So I think that's a for anybody out there, you know, that's listening to your stuff that wants to be a podcaster. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. Are you doing it because you want to be famous by stealing their audience, or are you meeting with them because you genuinely are going to implement the stuff that you just learned from them? Are you going to be asking them questions that you just, you know, yeah, I'll ask about their story. But I mean, Kevin Harrington, I'm like, what are the numbers that you look at when you're looking at a good business partner? What are the numbers that you think are the most important to focus on? He says this one, this one, this one. Okay, why that number? Because this is this. How do you figure that number? He tells me how he figures it. You know, with Jordan Zimmerman, I'm like, all right, how did you land that client? He tells me, okay, but what was your thought process going into it? What did you know you needed to know before you got into it? Okay, how? what's the culture like? How do you hire good employees? What makes you know a good employee versus a bad employee ahead of time? What are some questions that you ask? I'm asking those questions. I really want to know because I'm going to start doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. You, you're I, so right uh, because... Uh, if I, I, I can re- reflect that, sometimes I had so much, uh, like, I want to ask a question, but, oh, no, that doesn't sound good, or, like, uh, maybe you will try, uh, think that I'm trying to manipulate in the conversation or try to get something out of it, you know? Yeah. I, I think when you're doing these interviews, 
um, you should just focus a lot on making sure that you're, you, you just got to forget the camera's on. You got to forget that other people are watching. You got to forget that this can help your brand uh, because he's on the show with you. You got to forget about that. All you've got to focus on is, and I'm going to learn so much from this guy today. And, and when you do that, you ask real questions. If you and I were having a beer and there was no cameras on, you would never say, hey, so tell me about your fears. What, what was going on in your mind? You would never ask me that. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would probably say, like, how did you get those people on your show? What did you do? Did you email them? What do you say in the emails? How do you say it? What do you do like, when they show up? How do you introduce yourself? You know, What about when it's time to go? How do you promote it? What's your first thing? How do you promote it to get more people on the show? Right? What did you ask me questions like that? So what you're, you're telling, like actually ask the question that you want to ask without thinking about it's going to be recorded or whatever and just like be you, you know, without any like uh, fear of what's going to happen or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> So looking back uh, and where you are right now, what is like the main thing that you think that you learned from all the people that uh, you had a chance uh, to learn from, talk with? What, what do I think is the biggest thing I learned from all of them? Like if we look at three main things that you applied in your life that you say like, oh, that, that stuff that I applied really changed everything for me. Well. From the podcast, I don't know if anybody said anything that changed everything. Uh, Russell Brunson, I'm definitely looking at my metrics for my webinars a lot differently. I'm also, uh, when I'm like pre- preparing for a talk, and I'm, my talk is different now because of the way that I learned he does his talks, and I think it makes a lot of sense. He's proven to be successful with it. So I've changed, I'm changing that. I've already changed some things, but I don't think it's changed everything for me, but it's definitely going to make things better. Um, Ed Milet, his storytelling, the way he tells his story, he's, he has a lot of emotions, he goes up and then he comes down, so I tell my stories a little differently now. But again, it doesn't change everything, it's just, I don't think anybody is gonna, has said anything to me that changed everything, but I think a combination of so many people telling me little things that make this much of a difference and that much of a difference, I think over time, accumulatively, everything's kind of changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if one person changes everything, well, then why do I need to interview anymore? What, am I going to change everything every time? You can't. No. So it's just like little tweaks. This guy taught me something. It's like, wow, that's awesome. It makes so much sense. So we should we do that. And you do it. It works, it works a little bit better. And you're like, yeah, it's better. It's awesome. Then everybody does the same thing. And then little by little, a year later, you're like, wow, everything's changed now. Yeah, what, what I like about you is that you're actually like, you're, you're real and raw and you're like... Uh, Ask the, the right question that uh, not just you want to hear, like most people will want to hear. Not just the regular questions like, uh, let's look at the past and da da da, like most of us do. <laughs> but this comes from experience, of course. And this is why, you're like, how many years you're doing this? Um, like two, two years. Two years? Yeah. Ah, that's amazing. <laughs> Even you like learn really quick. Yeah, well, guess who I'm learning from? What questions do you think I asked John Lee Dumas on my show, the guy who has a great podcast? What kind of questions do you think I asked Lewis Howes, guy who's got a great podcast, Grant Cardone? So you start, if you really pay attention, these people are saying great things. 
if you really pay attention, if you're not really paying attention, you're just thinking about the next question, mm-hmm. then that's your fault for not being prepared. Mm-hmm. If you're prepared, you're never thinking about the next question while he's talking, if you're prepared. The only time you're thinking about the next question while he's talking is when you showed up without really doing the research. I do research. I'll, I'll Google the heck out of the person. I'll watch videos. I'll research for about two hours before I get on the phone with the person. Two straight hours, sometimes longer. I'll learn. I was, I was interviewing Jordan Zimmerman. Right when I interviewed Jordan Zimmerman, I knew he started his business in 1984. New Jersey, and uh, well, he knew he's from New Jersey. Started his business in 1984 in a 400 square foot suite, and he had ten thousand dollars to kind of kick things off. I knew that he got the automotive industry to kick things off. So I knew what question I asked to get me there. I already knew that uh, he had he, he trademarked a, a phrase in the first few years of his business called brand tailing. I knew what brand tailing was. I knew it was about short term profitability and long term awareness. I knew that he started expanding his agency. I knew he did $4.4 billion. You know, I knew that he's a workout enthusiast. I knew that he used to do bodybuilding. I knew that he has a workout facility in his house. I knew all these things. And by the way, that's like, I just told you something in 50 seconds. I spent two hours on the guy. I knew the guy. By the time I sat down with him, I knew him. I knew more about him than probably most of his employees. So when you know that, the questions just come to you. But when you don't know, mm-hmm. then you don't know what good questions to ask. And the, and the worst part is, you probably could have asked some really good questions, but because you didn't know what he knows and what he's great at, you didn't even ask him any questions to use it. You just left it all on the table. Great opportunity waste. Yes. Yes, sir. So, all right. <laughs> And how do you like, for example, manage your emotions? Say, for example, you know, stuff happen outside and now, okay, you get into a podcast and you still, you are a little bit upset because this, this, this happened. How you control yourself and like, okay. Uh, so what do you love? Like, do you love a sport, basketball, football, baseball? Do you love checkers? Do you love drawing? What do you love to do? Gym. You love going to the gym? Yes. Okay. I'm sure that when you start working out, like when you're really working out, you probably forget about it all. Mm-hmm. I love basketball. If I'm having a bad day and I get on the court and start playing basketball, within five minutes I forget about everything but the game. I'm playing the game. I love it. Mm-hmm. When I'm on the podcast, yeah, I've had, I've had moments where it was bad. You know, I just got an argument with two of my employees right before starting a podcast. And, you know, it was frustrating. And all the way up until the point where I met the guest, I was like, hey, how are you? And I knew I was being a little... Uh, fake because I, I was trying to be positive, but I was so mad. And then once we started talking, I asked him a question, he answered, and then that's it. I forgot. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm in my happy place. This is what I love to do. And I forgot all about it. And actually, it put me in a better mood. As soon as I was done, I was able to go to my employees and have a great conversation. So if it's work, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. You're actually one of the best podcast uh, interviews I had because you actually light up my eyes a little bit and uh, this is good because I always says like... Uh, Let's see, the reason your eyes are lighting up is because this genuinely probably helps you. I, mm-hmm. This is probably like what you need to hear to be better, Yeah. right? Yeah. So your eyes can light up like mine do in every interview you have as long as you pick the right people not pick people because they have 20,000 or 80,000 or 100,000 followers and they don't, they're literally famous for no reason. They've done nothing. 
right? Um, you pick the right people, people that have done something really cool, even if they have a thousand followers, but they're, they're just really great at this, whatever it is. And then you genuinely do research to find out what they're really great at. And then you go, man, how did he do that? Wow. Started his business in 1984 with $10,000 in a foreign square foot office. Wow. Wow. He, he, he almost went out of business in 91, worst part of the economy. Wow. How did he do that? So when, when you read all that, you're like, oh, wow, that thing that he's done, that thing that he's done, that thing that he's done. I had no idea he did that. And I am working on doing that better. And he obviously did it great. I know exactly what I want to ask this guy. And when you ask him the questions that you genuinely want to know the answers to, your eyes light up every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only time your eyes don't light up is when you're asking poor questions. And that's your fault for not being prepared as an interviewer. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, it's it's very important like in in the 20s like entrepreneurs uh, think they know it all just like you said and uh, it's really important to put pride aside and actually listen and learn and be okay with you the, that you're not like really good at uh, as much as you think right and so so last question, because I know we are out of time is uh, what would be the legacy you would like to live? Um, when you say legacy, you mean what I want to be known for? Legacy is uh, when you're not here, like live, not well, live I, at the I, moment. I, 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 but I'm saying, do you want me, like when I'm gone, what yes, I'm known for? Wh- what you're known for. Um, a great motivator, um, a great father, great husband, a great person to work for. A great person to work with and somebody that uh, made you think differently about what's really important what's not somebody that like changed the way you look at things so that you can be happier on what you're doing awesome. if I can if I if I can die and as a ghost look over my funeral and have people saying that a conversation they had with me or they heard me say something, and then since that day, you know, everything was just so much better, and I, you know, made you change the way you thought, and you realized what's important. Now you focus, or uh, you know, you had a hard time in your life, and I was there for you, and um, or, or like when nobody was there, you know, I came out of nowhere and helped you out with something, and anything like you feel, or people felt like I would be there no matter what. If, if everyone's saying that at my funeral, then I've lived a, a really good life. That's a good legacy. I may not make the history book for it, you know. Uh, a century from now or five centuries from now, maybe nobody ever knows I was alive, but I don't really care um, because I don't know they're alive either, right? I'm dead already and they haven't been born yet, so I don't really care. So all I really care about is, you know, impacting people. It's just a ripple effect. You know, if I do something really great for my son or a younger employee and now he changes and becomes a much more mature and better motivator, now the people that he leads and connects with down the road, he's talking to them differently than if that conversation or that mindset didn't shift. And so now that person's better. And now 500 years from now, even though people don't know that I'm the reason that they're probably in a better place in life, I'm actually probably a reason. And I'm cool with that. You know, that's a, that's a cool thing to know that you can leave that down the road. Yeah, especially now when you can plant so much seed with all this internet, right? Like 500 years from now, 
people can still uh, hear <laughs> the go show and uh, who knows what other shows will uh, will you have in the future because it's just your second year so uh, I, I really hope you the best man uh, it was really honored to have you even if it uh, was not uh, that uh, good uh, <laughs> because that was good. it was good we have to you get to have some good conversations but um, yeah I got to jump off but hey thanks so much man and uh, I wish you good luck thank you so much man if you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the mind body podcast feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes SoundCloud and at my YouTube channel also feel free to share or leave a message at the comments below because your opinion is really important to me just like I always say leaders create leaders and we all here to grow together for more information about fat loss gaining muscle and taking your mind to all new level check my site at www.lidodayan.com till then never ever forget to smile See you soon.